It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Arigato, ohio gozaimasu. Steve Azaki, <laughs> welcome to the show, brother. Hey, how are you doing? Thank you very much. A pleasure to be here. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, man. Hey, thank you very much. For all, for all my yanks kicking, <laughs> yeah. kicking around. It's, <laughs> yeah. not a, uh, it's not a tradition that we have where I'm from, New Zealand, Australia, and, and Anna from Russia. It's, uh, it's very unique to the USA, but we know it's a big day. Sure it's like is. probably the biggest holiday for you guys, right? Yeah, I think so. I think mostly because uh, get off of work, so you know everybody's happy about getting off of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, thank you so much for for coming on on Thanksgiving Day. I'm very yeah, thankful for you absolutely. to do that. I'm dedicated. I'm dedicated. I want to I want to bring you to the, the goodness. You know what? What better day is, is a day that's uh, traditionally known for being thankful and what we're grateful for. Amen, brother. Well, you know we haven't known each other super duper long time, but. Uh, we kind of came together in, in really extraordinary circumstances uh, in Orlando early this year. But I know, I know, having not been on the show before, people in my circle of influence haven't had much exposure to you yet. Like, who are you, Steve? Okay, um, I am a normal guy with with a not so normal mission, right? <laughs> An average guy with a not so average mission. Um, yeah, I just want to. Just plainly, I, I just want to be empowered to assist others with living empowered lives. Okay, that's a very general statement. Um, but uh, all in all, that is where my, my heart is at. Uh, personally, the things that I do, things that I've been, my passions basically, um, obviously music, you can see back here. Um, I've done music the majority of my adult life, um, pretty much without getting paid for it. So um, I have... Uh, I've since then um, pretty much figured um, – actually, I'm in the, in the process of completely figuring out what I want to do to, to, to tap into to be able to serve our, our human community. And um, uh, I don't know, long story short, um, in 2016, uh, my wife was diagnosed with um, not, not an, an illness, um, not, not a terminal illness, but um, uh, chronic pain. Um, uh, from fibromyalgia, from also from uh, endometriosis, amongst amongst other things, and it really changed our lives. Uh, we both had it. We both had it made uh, working for her parents' IT company, uh, which which uh, we had uh, 
basically the company had no competition this side of New Jersey and we're on the West coast. We're in, uh, in California. Right. And so we, you know, we're pretty much set, but, um, my wife, she actually, you know, she was diagnosed 2016 and she ended up having to stop working and I had to end up stop working to take care of her because there wasn't much support and, you know, the mystery disease, women's disease, uh, there wasn't much support out there. So, uh, I really, I had to figure out how to, um, how am I going to figure out how am I going to take care of her and, and, and however much it costs, how am I going to be able to afford that? Right. And so I, that's when I, I dove into digital marketing or that's it, not digital marketing, but just digital business. I, I, I at that point, I, I thought to myself, I better learn how to make learn how to make money on the internet, like these other you know gurus and 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 digital business uh, entrepreneurs. So from 2016 till now, that's what I have uh, dedicated myself to. So we're at the point where we're actually doing good, and um, but now I'm, I want to take it to the next level. That's so good, and isn't it funny, Steve? Like these these experiences we have in life, just kick our ass put us on the ground boot us boot us a few times when we're down it's it's like the phoenix rising from the ashes as well so how are things how are things with the wife now like how's the recovery yeah things are better we've it's been a long long hard road of uh trying to learn figure it out and learn our own because we don't have much help from from the medical system and you know everything's you know uh controlled right and and money money profit driven so uh, to get real answers, you know, we've had to take our, 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 our journey, our health journey, learning about, you know, holistic medicine and, and just, you know, all everything that's out there, you know, offered on the Internet and even off the Internet. Right. Um, but things are better now. We've got a great understanding. She's I, I call her she has a, a computer brain. So whatever she looks into, she retains the information and she pretty much has the information just as good as any uh you know specialist or expert out there you know whatever she studies so we have a great control uh you know a control over it and we're still working on it basically just um uh the more the better we we create our our lifestyle um the, the better that her health will, will be and then we can get to the point where uh we're getting her back to her um professional uh aerial arts uh, uh person that that she she was she was coming up with before she, she got diagnosed. Um, uh, every, yeah, everything's better now, and um, I've had lots of success with uh, a digital marketing agency that I that I helped uh, build for the past three years. We've been having lots of success for our clients. Um, we, we're a digital marketing agency. We Facebook ads, all the, the funnels, you know, just the whole thing. And we've been we've been making um, contractors. Uh, we've been making them very wealthy. And so I, I, I've been in there learning and I, I figured out, you know, I want, want to get, I got to copy the, the, our success, leverage our success, but do it for my own brand and do it for myself. This, uh, you know, this, this, this phase of my life and career. Well, when you say making your clients a lot of money, like I'll give you an opportunity to Skype because where we met was at funnel hacking, right? Yep. Funnel hacking in Orlando, mm-hmm. and why, why were you guys in, in Orlando? Why were you guys heading to that event? Oh, uh, we were there because of um, we were receiving an award. Um, it's called the the Two Comma Club X Award. The previous year we won the Two Comma Club Award, which means uh, through one funnel, the, the Click Funnels platform, uh, through one funnel, a uh, million dollars has gone through, and um, in within. 
within less than a two-year period, we've had uh, $10, millions go, $10 million go through the same funnel. So we, we were eligible for the, the Two Comma Club X Award, and that's why we were there. It's so good. And so for people that don't know, I, I think the numbers that exist, there might be 60 people in the history of ClickFunnels that have, that have done those numbers, maybe 40. Yeah. I mean, I, I was amazed when I saw how, how little, little, little amount of people or organizations got that award. So, uh, you know, I, I hold that very, um, that award very prestigious and, and I hold it dear in my heart that we've accomplished that, uh, you know, as a, as a group, as a company. And, um, so I realize I, I, I realize I have access. I'm privy to a lot of uh, cutting edge information. So uh, I want to take that that information and apply it towards uh, my own personal personal mission, my own personal brand. And um, basically, I've I've you know even just from the last time I talked to you, which was about it was a couple of weeks ago, right? Spoke on the phone, had a nice long deep conversation. Um, I've been, you know, this this whole time, in this period of time of the three years of building the, the, the digital marketing agency, I always knew I wanted to have my own brand. As a matter of fact, I started off uh, tapping into learning uh, personal development online, right? Coaching. Uh, Brendan Burchard was 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 the one I tapped into. I, I tapped on a Facebook uh, a Facebook ad and I, and I opted into his, you know, his, his, his yeah, funnel, yeah. <laughs> right. Got me. I was his uh, perfect uh, ICA and, um, and you know, it worked. So I, I spent thousands of dollars on his, um, you know, his coaching products got, got to the point of, of buying his high ticket item of, of seeing him live on stage and stuff. So, um, I really, that really moved me. That was, that was in 2016 and that really, it, it, it really moved me. It, it really got me to, from, you know, um, not a small-minded person, but a person with with limited, um, I wouldn't say limited beliefs either, but just had a cap on it. You know, there was a cap that I had to break through. I, had, I you know, I guess you could say I had like some low self-esteem and, and such, you know, things like that that I didn't. Um, I had a breakthrough, which I did uh, doing doing uh, going through the courses, um, and so that really moved me to 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 feel like I, I want to do the same. I want to do the same for others. And so um, th- th- I'm coming full circle around to, like I said, my own brand of, of coaching. And it's uh, I've narrowed it down. First, I wanted to just do f- personal development, but then I wanted to uh, advance it to uh, more serving, you know, they say niche down, right? So I was, I was gearing it towards digital marketing uh, agency uh, owners and helping them to, you know, break, break free from their, uh, working in the business to on the business and ownership. And, uh, but then I started thinking who really is my tribe? Like I, you know, digital marketing, marketing agency owners wasn't my, like my, my passion. Right. So, uh, what I did was I came full circle to realizing that music, making music was my passion. That's really music in general, listening to it, making it, that's been my passion. And so I had a, kind of turn around and basically be a product of my own product, which at the beginning of my personal development program has, you know, I, it's based on uh, the seven um, principal pillars, you know, of life. That, and it's basically spirituality, mentality, physicality, um, your passions, which is an extension of yourself. Uh, then it would be relationships, which is you uh, expressing with others and 
creating uh, creating relationships, and then uh, tapping into wealth build number six, and then number seven being your life's mission and find you know finding your purpose and your and your give back. So I realized um, I was I was working on the number six, which is the wealth build or or cash flow, right? Uh, but also I was lacking on my passions because uh, I, I in a ways I thought of my music was something other than professional because I didn't want it to, you know, be like tainted from, uh, you know, industry stuff or just, you know what I mean? Just, just the one thing in an artist's mind is like not being influenced by uh, profit and money and, and all that. But I soon got to the point realizing that um, if I make it all one thing and I keep true to my beliefs and what's, what's real in my heart, then um you know, getting, learning about, about coaching, getting compensated for serving others with that you're passionate about. There's, you really, really, there shouldn't be a limitation to that. And, um, I learned from, uh, another gentleman, um, by the name of, um, uh, Myron Golden. He, he, I read his book, uh, boss moves and he talked about money being spiritual. Okay. It's, and, uh, it just, it just, that, that touched me and it made me realize, yeah, I, it, it's like in a spiritual, we put a limit, we could limit spirituality just by, with our mind, you know, with our mind and uh, same with the uh, relationship towards money. So now it's just open. I'm just open to, to limitless success. So l- let me ask you a question, Steve, because I'm a big, sure. big fan of both Brendan Bouchard and Myron Golden. And um, it's funny, Anna, my wife picked up a Brendan Bouchard book in the airport Awesome. Uh, when we were back in Australia like a year and a half ago and she fell in love with it as well. I was like, really? Oh, that's interesting. If um, a lot of the people in my network, a lot of people that watch the show are entrepreneurs, some of them are starting out, some of them are a little way down. The economy is a bit challenging for some people right now. What would you say to someone that was down to their last hundred bucks? Um, and uh, basically, I would say of course, dig deep, but, um, as far as mindset, uh, it, it, it the person with the minds, the prop, the right mindset, having a, a hundred bucks, they would, you know, they would, they would know what to do with it and invest it, uh, in the right things. Um, but I would also say further than that, rather than the hundred dollars that you have is deep, dig deep into your ultimate, your un, unlimited resource of your, of your, of your soul, you know, of your, of your soul and, and even attachment to, to a, a more spiritual, right. Tap into that, that, that spirituality of, 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 I'd like to call it high function, right. Spirit of high function. Um, tap into that because we have more than just money. Money would be a tool. We have, you know, unlimited resource and, and, thinking about the the what's the commodity on the internet is is information so tap dig deep into what information that you have from your personal experiences which is what i make what i believe makes everybody unique their own personal experiences right tap into those and package come up with a package be able to package your your information where it's it's it can help somebody you know it takes some homework you know but um if you only have 100 bucks but you have a bunch of time you know, that's another resource Take use your time, exchange your time for, uh, you know, opportunities, um, to, and, and learn, 
well, number one, learn who you have to be to get to where you want to be. And, and then number, number two, actually take those steps to do it. So that's what I would say. It's a tough question. I've thrown you under the bus. I didn't, I didn't give you the heads up on this. It's, it's just, it's funny, you know, that spiritual, uh, experience, I'm still figuring out the the energy dynamic with regards to money because a lot of it, and I talk about this quite a lot, uh, a lot of the habits that I learned as a young boy were from mum and dad and from uncles and aunties. And we grew up with in poverty, right, with with yeah. no money for a, for large periods of time, but which, which isn't a problem because it's very character building and you become Absolutely. very resourceful. Absolutely. But the issue was, Steve, it was poverty mindset. That's right. Right. So apart from like, and I've done a lot of work, a lot of reading, a lot of trying to associate with people that are, that are already achieving. Right. Which is why I love yeah. kicking around with you guys. <laughs> uh, what, well, what, what, what advice would you give to people to, to, to allow them to know that they're on the right track from a healing, from, from a financial being okay with being financially abundant? If you understand that question. Of okay with being a financially abundant, in other yeah, words, yeah, like, uh, like let me re ask it because I'm going sure. a bit of a tangent there. How, how do people know that they're on the right path when it comes to growing up in a in a poverty mindset childhood to trying to flip that and unlearn, de-learn, and then relearn the functional stuff? How do they know they're on the right path? Um, well, I could, uh, I guess I could only speak from personal experience. Um, does it feel not? Yeah, I mean, is it congruent with um, with what you're feeling inside, as far as um, you know what you're doing, how you made that money, how you know? Uh, it, it, it's it's kind of like um, you know, because our, our our minds are are powerful, powerful, right? More powerful than we we really know, right? We really, and it your your mind will tell you if. If you're if if you know you made that dollar in in the right way, or you didn't, right? Um, and so, like in alignment, in, talking in, about in alignment, in alignment with basically your your, your morals and ethics, and and uh, basically always bringing it back. I like to keep things simple and fundamental. Tapping back into your why you, you're doing that thing in the first place. You know what is your mission? What is your purpose? And that's why I always like to talk about uh, purpose and vision and you know, mission and how, and how, and how that ties in, because that's, that's really the, the most important what influences and what motivates us. So if you're, you know, if you're making that money and, and you're doing exactly what you set out to do at the very beginning that ties to your mission, um, then, then you would know, and you would know if you weren't. So I think it's just some trust your trust what's inside. Okay. Yeah, great, great advice. Uh, I'm assuming, Steve, that it hasn't been a linear journey for your success. So share with us, if you if you can, any moments of rock bottom along this journey, particularly with financial. Okay, um, I've had a lot more rock bottom than <laughs> than the financial success. But uh, so I guess I could. I mean, when I started off, I, I, I was born to to a a, a blue collar working. Um, dad and 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 mom from from the neighborhood in east la my jap my dad my dad he's a japanese man uh, my mom's chicana mexican-american um and he he the funny thing is he was he was a uh, he was an original lowrider from east la 
but a Japanese guy. So he really he grew up like a Chicano, right? So, <laughs> What's you know, Chicano mean? Is uh, it like is it the cross? Chicano is a Mexican American, Mexican descent, uh, born in, in in the United States. Chicano. All right, I'm practicing my Spanish here in Mexico, so okay, it's that's a good right. Way to I know you, that's right. <laughs> Which is good. Tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so uh, you know, we were just. At, I mean, he worked for the city, the Department of Water Power in L.A. So we we were always we were steady, you know, we we're steady, uh, but we weren't wealthy, um, but we weren't rock bottom poor. So I have friends that were rock bottom poor, right? Um, but um, you know, so I grew up with having things, you know, uh, having toys, skateboards, obviously guitars. So you know, I I I wasn't uh, I I wasn't spoiled, but I wasn't completely just needy needy right um but as i as i got older you know you gotta you gotta make your way in the world and one thing my, my dad he what he told his advice to me was to uh get a good job and stay there and retire which which worked for him um and it worked for a lot of people but uh for me it just it didn't sit well at all uh, every time I, I would i would get a job uh, I would start after a few months, I would, I would just start feeling anxious because I, I would feel, I was starting to feel trapped, you know? And so, um, I was, I was I basically, I'd end up having to, I'd end up letting myself get fired <laughs> and then I'd pursue the things I wanted to pursue because I, I felt more like, uh, you know, very creative. And so I always felt like I needed to be creative, you know? Writing skateboards or making music or painting or whatever, doing doing anything that are artistic, you know. So that's why that's why I have a heart for the artistpreneur. You know, I want to I want to serve the artistpreneur community uh, with as much as I can. And so, you know, um, a lot of times I've been I did a lot of couch surfing. You know, not necessarily homeless, but couch surfing. Uh, uh, but um, I I did a lot of that. I got to the point when I was 21 years old, I, 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 well, I, 20 years old, I joined the army, the U S army, the reserves. I learned, uh, learned to be a pharmacy specialist, which is equivalent to a pharmacy technician, uh, civilian. I went in there, got my training, got out, got a, got a job in, in, at, uh, the local, not the local, the, um, the HMO, uh, Kaiser, which is very big. And so I, I started, you know, I was working part-time trying to go to school, get, just get my regular classes. Uh, but I really felt, I, I, I felt once again, I started feeling trapped. I worked there four years and, and, um, I think I, I did that to please my parents, you know, but I ended up, I call it retired. You know, I, I retired at 25. Um, I basically just retired from the standard way of doing things. Um, I thought to myself I, at that point, I'm, I'm thinking I'm just going to choose to be a loser and just go play my guitar. All right. Uh, which is what I did uh, from 25 all the way to almost 40 years old. <laughs> That's what I did. Uh, and, and so I played my guitar. It's fun. The funny thing is, uh, wh here's a joke. What, what do you call a guitar player who, who, who uh, broke up with his girlfriend? Homeless. <laughs> all right so so i had that lifestyle for you know for a while but then i got to the point where i guess my street entrepreneurialism kicked in and and um and at the time i was i started i started selling selling a, a marijuana right I, I i just happened to be i had friends who had a bunch and i had a bunch of friends who needed 
were always asking me. So uh, it just kind of came with the territory and I saw opportunity and that happened. And that actually, uh, that supported my punk rock career. Okay. Um, it, it got to the point where I was, you know, making uh, a, a good a good amount monthly, you know, even like as a side gig, right? Um, not even doing it, knew it, doing it on the on the dangerous side, but it just became my lifestyle. Always going to to gigs locally here in Long Beach, right, Long Beach, California. Uh, did DJing and and um, you know it, we did it was the DIY thing, the do it yourself thing. So um, that became my lifestyle. So uh, it all, it, but it all came to crashing down in about. I would say it was, well, it was 2002 when it started going downhill. And that's because um, you remember the Twin Towers being attacked Mm -hmm. with airplanes. And, you know, everyone has a lot of opinions on what's the truth about that. But the bottom line is, is, is America signed the Patriot Act, Patriot Act. And, uh, you know, the borders got tight. So I lost my great connection. Okay. (laughs) And, and uh, I couldn't recuperate. And so it all went downhill and I had that's that was but that was a blessing disguise I had to I had to regroup figure out you know had to dig deep and and figure out you know uh how was how I was gonna come back and that's why my spiritual journey um you know took place from that point forward and then long story short it got to the point of of meeting my wife we met in church it was a rock and roll skateboard you know gangster biker church but we met there (laughs) And I can't was, imagine uh, what that looks like, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it's 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 very intense, really intense. It was, it was fun. It was a great experience, great experience. And um, um, you know, like I said, her her parents had an IT company. We both started working for them. Um, and then that's when 2016 was when um she was actually diagnosed, and she we had to she had to stop working. You know, and so at that point, you know, um that's when things started going downhill again. And we actually, our lowest point was uh, we did become homeless. You know, we had our truck, we lived out of the truck. We did some couch surfing, uh, which, uh, you know, it it was familiar territory to me. So I was able to handle it more, but with her, 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 her health, it was, you know, it wasn't a good thing. And that made it really, really, really tough. Um, So, and that was more in the, in, in the recent years in the, or, you know, in the, the past, within the past less than 10 years. Um, and, you know, I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to go back into doing, you know, any illegal activity, you know, I, I wanted to, I, you know, have my, my, by this time, my, my ethics and my, my morals and values, you know, escalated because of the, because of the, uh, the program, the Brandon Burchard uh, you know, personal development programs and such, and going, you know, going to church, learning, reading the Bible, taking it to heart, taking it as a personal relationship. And, um, and so now it, it, it became, I really had to dig deep uh, with higher standards to be able to make that work. And so, yeah, tapping into uh, the digital market. I also tapped into Ty Lopez stuff. That's where I learned uh, social media marketing um, and a bunch of others. You know, I really believed in, I really believe in, in the online, uh, space for you know they call it the e the e-learning uh, you know education um and so anyways it's just endurance digging deep and um you know i i, I during that time of uh 
of struggling just to make ends meet, you know, I had to tap, I had to tap back into my, my body work painting, you know, car body, uh, auto body painting and, and, uh, and stuff like that to, to, to survive and get the bills paid. Uh, but at the same time, I never gave up on learning my, you know, my, my, my digital business journey and, um, and pursuing that. So, uh, long story short, we came up from, from, uh, the couch surfing, living in the truck, uh, and with the help, you know, basically this was with with the agency that I'm work, working with now. It's called Dream Design Labs here uh, in Long Beach. Uh, the, the CEO is Brandon Guthrie, my partner. And so we, you know, I showed up to work. I showed up to work and and stay diligent and work my way up from uh, basically being like an intern, you know, an unpaid intern uh, slash helping them, you know, helping him to scale like a right-hand man kind of guy. Uh, and I built myself up to right now considered COO, uh, you know, chief of uh, operations, it's still a small unit. So we still wear a lot of hats, but uh, you know, I'm in charge of that. And, um, and you're kind of seeing us really, really excel for ourselves. Uh, you're going to see it in real time, you know, where we actually linked up with uh, Mike Barron, which is the, the, the person that that you and I both met at the same time, we all met there uh, in Orlando, and uh, we hooked up with him as our as our agency mentor, you know, because he's already done it, you know, and 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 basically we fit as his ICA, you know. Uh, What's ICA? ICA, ICA would be uh, your ideal client avatar. Our, go, yeah. bas- basically, his we're his perfect, uh, you know, avatar, his perfect uh, someone to serve, right? And so we're doing that we're doing that now as we speak. And so we're applying, we're applying everything we, we, we figured out for our clients, for ourselves. And uh, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be, you know, I see a lot of success happening quick. You know, I always say good things take a long time, but great things happen, happen fast. So uh, I can see that happening really quick. This year is going to be an excellent year and um, you're witnessing, you're, you're witnessing it. Amen, brother. So are you guys, are you guys in Mike's, Inner circle program is that what you guys would, are doing? Yeah, yeah, it would be his his inner circle program. So yeah. Mike Barron, uh, it's B A R O N. For those yes. who are curious, he's he's doing a lot of work with Russell Brunson, Myron Golden, mm-hmm. like these these guys are hanging around the right people, like the best people in marketing, in my opinion. Like yeah, I, agree. I don't know if you got any other opinions on that. Yeah. So it's fascinating, Steve, because it's this I can see myself. Like a year from now, having a conversation with you, we have to come back and do this again, right? Absolutely. And absolutely. and to, to follow up on how it's been going because, you know, when you talk about adversity, you talk about you know, being rock bottom, staying on someone's fucking couch, <laughs> right? I don't yeah. care how many friends you got. Like that can – and especially with a girlfriend, right, or a wife. My wife. Like, that's my wife, yeah. That's next level stuff. Like, yeah. She's a she's a good woman to put up with that. <laughs> she's, she's my perfect wife. I prayed for my perfect wife, and and here she is. So what's what's your, what's your wife's name? Her name is Tasha. Shout out to you, Tasha. I hope, yeah. you're, I hope you're tuning in, Tasha. Um, I'm going to ask Steve some questions about his I, ideal avatar, if that's okay. Yeah, thanks, Levin. Yeah, okay, cool. So, <laughs> so because you you mentioned a word there that I haven't heard before. I met you, the the artistpreneur. Yeah. Is that how I'm pronouncing it right? Can you explain explain what that is to us? 
Okay. Um, last last year at uh, Funnel Hacking Live, uh, Russell Brunson had had um, Tony Robbins speak. He ended he ended the 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 convention with you know with with the with with speaking and one big major thing, big nugget that I took from that from him was he broke down. He, he talked about the the true art entrepreneur. Then he talked about the artist, and they talked about the manager. You know, um, so there's so there's the true entrepreneur that actually he goes and he'll you know he'll 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 lead the way and and, and buy businesses, build them, and 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 then you know sell them, exit strategy, sell them, and make and make his you know make his his profit right. Um, but then you have another ca- category of the entrepreneur would be the the artist, right? Um, and then the third one is the manager. Manager likes to go in and work and and be in their business. Um, but I relate it to the artist. Basically, the artist, it's he builds his business and then he falls in love with his business because that's his art piece, that's his painting, that's his song, that's his, you know, that's that's his thing he he built and he and he and he has like a, a emotional attachment to it. And so I realized, hey man, I'm more like the artist guy, <laughs> you know, because I separated my entrepreneurialism mindset to i separated from my creative side my music which which is a big no-no i mean as soon as i put them together i realized so that word represents me putting together uh you know my my future uh you know because trying to figure out in personal development coaching is who can you really serve who who would be your ideal client avatar and 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 mostly you know i i couldn't say it's just the the pure artist that wants to do art for the sake of art um, uh, but it's not the entrepreneur that, that doesn't have any, uh, you know, emotional tie to his, to his work. Right. Um, it's not just a buck, right. Um, I tie it together. So that's, that's how I came up with artistpreneur. I don't know if I heard it anywhere or made it up. I, I make up all kinds of words all the time. That's, that's just kind of what I do. Uh, so, but artistpreneur, I figure people can relate to that word who is an art artistpreneur at heart. They can say, Oh, that's me, you know? Well, uh, yeah, amen, brother, because I think out of, you know, maybe 175 podcasts I've recorded, I think you are the first artistpreneur, Uh, really. And, I've you know, I had uh, Mark Shulman, who's Pink's drummer. He came on. Okay. But he's a professional keynote speaker, and he's he's been doing this for 35, 40 years now, right? Wow. And, and uh, you know, was the drummer for Journey and Foreigner and, you know, I want to know what love is. Yeah. Um, so, but it's a different dynamic. Like you you grew up in a in a culture that a lot of us overseas witnessed yeah. on MTV. And it's really fascinating to, to spend time yeah. with people that grew up with um, – I was trying to think of the band that you that, – like that just sort of encapsulates the time and it's like uh, – they sing that song Santa Rio. Um, oh, Sublime. Sublime. Yeah. Sublime. Love yeah. in is what I got. Yep, that's, right. that, that's definitely that's definitely a Long Beach band for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were when I was when I was uh you know, had my, my heyday uh, you know, sowing the wild oats right here in Long Beach. Uh, because that's basically where I was born in East LA, but I basically uh moved down to Long Beach. That's you know, that's the city that I retired in, right? Um and I lived, I lived in Long Beach for that's where I, that's where I, I did my uh, my street entrepreneurialism right. And Sublime <laughs> was yeah, Sublime was big during that time. So it was, it was definitely uh, yeah. A lot of the Sublime crew 
the local Long Beach guys were a lot of my homies, you know, uh, punk rock thing, you know, even, even I got inspired to even wanting to, to start writing some, some dub, dub reggae type of stuff, which I really, I really just wanted to write like punk rock and play punk rock, you know, cause that's what really touched me growing up. I, I, it's just one of those things just, you know, the come from broken home and, and the elements, you know, grew up with, um, you know, you, you have a lot of aggression, a lot of anger, a lot of, a lot of frustration and, and the punk rock really, really, uh, captured the energy, which is basically what I want to tap into as far as using artistpreneurship, uh, artistpreneurs, other, you know, not just necessarily musicians, but anybody express using art artistically expressing, expressing to be able to, I want to coach entrepreneurs, but for the purpose of tapping into, um, ultimately I got to figure this out now though, but ultimately tapping into childhood trauma and letting, letting the music or the art, the artistry, uh, supernaturally heal, you know, come to restoration. Cause I, I feel like I said, you know, our uniqueness is, is our, is our personal experiences. And that's, that's basically what my, my path, you know, all those, those 15 or so years that I, you know, ran, ran amok in Long Beach, uh, being a street artistpreneur, I guess you could say, <laughs> um, you know, uh, it, I realized the music and everything, it, it, it was healing. It was, it was healing, you know, it was its own way of, of healing. And, uh, I want to tap into that because I'm so like, so like I said, from the last time I talked to you, which is a couple weeks ago till now, I've really something, you know, epiphany is come, it's coming together. My, my niche, my niche, right. My niche, my niche, what is it's coming together and who I can serve, who I want to serve and who I could serve at the highest level. So, uh, when we talk about being the world's greatest, uh, I want to be the world's greatest, uh, I would say the world's most effective artistpreneur impact coach. Ooh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I get a good feel. Like I, I'm one of four siblings uh, through two lots of families, one of five actually, but one of four with my, with my father and, and my stepmother. And all three of my siblings are really talented musicians, and I was the funny one, right? Okay, okay. And so, so I, I always had the voice, and can do impressions and stuff as well. But so, <laughs> but but there's a real need. Like most of the friends of them that I met, and my sister got really good musically. Like they got a record deal, and and uh, nice. but you know never made any money from it. But the significance of being able to figure out how to make money as a, as a, as a, you know, in this space yes, is really significant because think about all the good that you can do with the money. Absolutely. And, and being okay with ha and having money, which, which took you a hell of a long time, but you finally figured yes. it out, which is a yeah. huge blessing, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, yeah, speaking to, you know, which your question you asked earlier about, about the money, yeah, that's the relationship. That's the mindset shift and the relationship with money that I had to, uh, uh, had to, had to grasp, um, and take away the, the limitations of what I could do and how much more effective I can be with buying power, you know, with that, by, with that tool, with that, with that, uh, powerful tool and using it for, for goodness and using it without a limitation. Uh, limitless, you know, uh, imagination beyond imagination, right? Just 
just letting it, you know, I'm learning a lot about, it's all about the data, you know, it's all about uh, feedback from your audience for, you know, it's really when you're serving, you're, you're, you're serving others and you're filling a gap. Uh, and with the information, like I said, information being, being the commodity online, you know, you're tapping into that information that you could bring someone and, and getting paid for that service of, of bringing that information that could change someone's life is invaluable. And, and so since the reality is we have, you know, money is, it's a tool. So, I mean, you know, it should be, it, it, it should be a relationship uh, based on how, how much you can serve others and how much you're compensated and let it, let it keep on, let it keep self-generating until something that's still something that's, that's a movement and it's, and it's self-generating on its own, impacting the world in a better way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Steve. Hey, how do people find you, man? How do people get a hold of you? Well, um, Facebook, you could, you could message me on Facebook, Steve Izaki, Facebook. Um, B-Z-A-K-I for those who are just listening. Yeah. S-T-E-V. Um, what do you reckon? This is my. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Conservatively speaking, what do you, what will you have in the bank by the end of twenty twenty three? You reckon? End of twenty twenty three. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say a whole lot. I'd. I'd say. I'd say. I'd say. The end of twenty twenty three. All right. Yeah. This is a good one. This is a good one. So it's like a year and a month from now, right? Give or take. Okay. All right. So. Limitless thinking. <laughs> uh, hey, let's go for let's go for a meal. Um, so, right. Yeah. Which and here's the funny thing, Steve. Right, you throw numbers around that in here. You're going, oh god, you know, like you know, if you know, you know, playing playing safe or whatever. A million dollars, right? And I know inflation's taking taking giving money a pounding at the moment, but still, yep. your average wage. In Australia, I think is around about fifty thousand dollars, fifty one thousand dollars a year Australian. It'll be a little bit less in the US, I think. Yep. It's still it's still a truckload of money. Like it's twenty oh, yeah. years wages for for the average person, right? Yeah. It's, it's and and what's hap- what's happened is, and I've experienced this. We've normalised these kind of numbers. Can you hear you talk hear hear about people doing you know multiple six figure days, seven figure days? Right. And it's like we, which is, but I think this normalization is great because it does create that, so you're breaking through that glass ceiling of, of what's possible, you know, a million bucks in Absolutely. the bank in a year and a month after living like you were effectively homeless, right? If, you, if you're out of a car or a truck, that is yeah. homeless, yeah. <laughs> whatever we, way we, you we want to We had to use a post office box. To get <laughs> yeah, that's 100% homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because, you know, you're going to have a great story to tell. And that leads me to my next question. Is there a book in the pipes, Steve Azaki? You know, after, after talking with you, yeah, I, there, there'll, be, there'll definitely be a book. And, um, yeah, I've, I've had this title in my, in my mind. Uh, I, it basically a title. I, I imagine it, it, would, it would have been for a book. You know, I've had it for a long time. But uh, maybe I'll use that. But it, it's, I would call it um, – Okay, it has the has been who never really was. Okay, um, but the it, has been it, who it, never really was. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you know, because everything I did was DIY underground. It's nothing, nothing popular, nothing. But you know, I did it. So, um, but uh, it's kind of not sarcastic, but just you know, kind of catchy, a little bit of true, you know, truth. Uh, but it will basically be, uh, you know, an encouragement, um, an inspiring book uh, for artistpreneurs, and um, you know, something that they can they can take and uh, apply it to themselves. Read it like it's like it's their they're the ones that wrote it, and apply that um, you know for their own success. So I, I, I want to be like I said, I, I do want to be the world's. Um, most effective artistpreneurs, uh, impact coach, uh, you know, to change the world, make it a better place. Right. Uh, having a heart for the inner city youth and, you know, the trauma that, that gets developed, uh, you know, because of, of city life. Um, it's, it's something that, that is, is dear to me. So yeah, it would be, it would be something like that. That's awesome. Dude. Well, we'll, we'll time this to, uh, to go over these numbers and to go over, the just the improvements. It's always fun going back and going forward to see see the progress and making decorations. I think yeah, that's um, like eighty that's like eighty eighty five eighty five thousand a month. That's yeah, what, it's to awesome. Make a million, to make a million. It's awesome. <laughs> so uh do you have any concluding thoughts for our amazing audience today, Steve? Well I I hope that I've brought some some value, something inspirational. Um I wanted to. I wanted. I, you know, I wanted to keep this organic, but I wanted to focus on mindset, and and I want. I want everyone to know that that just just being alive, just just being in the in the flesh here and now, just being born, you're you're a miracle. You know the odds of someone. You know, uh, you know your mom and dad coming together, and you being the one that made it. <laughs> that's that's miraculous, and 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 also just like just like. You know, a seed has has every every bit of programming in it to become that that huge, you know, that that mighty oak. Uh, that programming is, is in that seed, and you are that seed. And as 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 long as that seed gets what it needs along the way, you know, needs soil, needs needs moisture, needs you know, needs nutrients, needs sunlight, it needs you know, um, carbon dioxide. You know, everything that as long as it gets what it needs along the way, it'll become that mighty oak. So if you see yourself as, as less than that, and maybe just this, this tiny seed, just focus on getting your needs met. That's to me, that's the bottom line of, of function, the high functionality spirit of high excellence, spirit of high function is getting your needs met and um, keep getting your needs met, keep stringing along good decisions and just, just stack them. And, and over time you will be that mighty oak. I guarantee it. That's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Izaki. Awesome. Thank you so much. Love you guys. It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. 
and not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com.